This is B. And this is L. And this is episode 23 of season two of Not Your Girlfriend's podcast. But first, we wanted to thank our day one listeners and welcome to all our new listeners. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, you know, the spiel. Tell your friends, take a screenshot. Um, if you listen to the pod and put it on your story. And we'll repost it on our Instagram and you'll be entered into a weekly lottery to win a free Not Your Girlfriend's podcast sticker. Which is super cute. Also, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. We're constantly tweeting our dating thoughts and feelings live time so you get all the podcast news first. Um, we're also on Patreon, and this is super new, where we offer a ton of exclusive content, including our bi-weekly B&L cocktail hour, free stickers, first invites to New York events, and one-to-one monthly dating advice. Uh, we have different levels that you can subscribe to to support us, and at tier three and above, you can get to become an official member of our mystical coven of bad bitches, where you get exclusive t-shirts for free, as well as all the stuff we just said before. Support the pod in any way you can. We do this for free, and we love sharing our stories with you guys. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Okay. So B, what's your cuffing season update? Oh my God. If I can never hear that question again, I will be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Um, not good. Um, I mean, okay. I, I think... Uh, it's good. I came to a lot of realizations recently uh, with cuffing season and that I'm fucking done with it. I really am. Amen. I talked about it briefly on the last episode where we had our friends R&J, anonymous straight men, and we had some advice on the situation where I went on a date with a guy and we had kind of a one night stand after our first date. Asterisks on the one night stand because I've been trying to text him still. Yeah, to make it a two night stand because he was amazing and his dick was amazing. I was stigmatized and he was just a fuck boy in every classic way, like not answering me back and only wanting to kind of like, you know, hook up. And yeah, te- which sucks because you guys like went on an actual first date, not with the intention of it being a hookup kind of thing. No, absolutely not. I wore like a like basically a bralette that was not cute and not lace. <laughs> Might as well be wearing like a, a sports bandeau. Uh, that was not my sexy lingerie. And I had no idea we were going to sleep together. And we did. And it was really good. And I thought we could maybe do that again. Yeah. But of course. But you guys also had no. like really good chemistry on the date, right? And you had good conversations. Mm-hmm. And like, so it wasn't just about the sex, even though you slept with him. Yeah. Like it was still like, you were trying to potentially date this guy. I know. I just, it made me, and at that point, it was like a low point for me in the cuffing season spectrum of us dating. And we've been trying to keep the cuffing season, not having sex on first or second dates, going on a lot of first dates. And it's been really tiring and annoying to go on dates without actually having to have sex. It's like, I didn't realize how much I tie a good date is also like having sex and because like that uh, to me even if it's like a mid date or it's average like at least you get sex (laughs) that's true so um I was just like sick and tired of it I was just like you know fuck it I have a great date like with this guy he's attractive I'm into him we have things in common I want to fuck him he wants to fuck me why the fuck not and we did so at that point I kind of changed the way I just went back to reverted back into my old way right. like sleeping with dudes kind of off the bat and it wasn't just any dude it was like a dude I really liked and like really wanted to and you just do it sometimes and I think after that I had a I had a really good date with a different guy 
and we didn't sleep together and it just it was something I needed out of my system I don't think that's something anyone needs to apologize for like you don't have to apologize for wanting sex god forbid yeah on a first date like I think women give themselves a lot of shit for it and I know I did but you know you took an advantage or you took an opportunity that was given to you right so there's no shame in that and sometimes you just need to clean your pipes yep <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I wonder if that works for women yeah let's see what an equivalent of cleaning pipes mm, I don't know we're just gonna gloss over that weird reference oh. <laughs> <laughs> gotta clean the pipes um <laughs> what about UL uh, okay so I had been going on dates with this one guy who we met at the beach on Labor Day um and so we went on two dates and then we went on a third date at the beginning of last week and honestly like we had really good chemistry on the first and second date second date like he oh my god second date like I wanted to like fuck him in the bathroom of the restaurant like he was we just had such a good connection and he was like so like flirty and like hand on my leg and like literally like started biting on my fingers like during dessert and I was like about to lose my shit um so he came back with me and we didn't have sex and it was like kind of weird because I almost felt like he was nervous to sleep with me because we came back and he was like oh I'm gonna like like I'm gonna go outside I'm gonna smoke a joint and like went out onto like my fire escape to like smoke and then like asked if I could get him another glass of wine and like I was like why do you need to be like cross-faded to have sex with me right now and I was like you know and we had had like a few cocktails together so I was like I didn't need to be drunk to sleep with him. I could have slept with him cold, like stone cold sober because I just wanted him. But like, I felt like he was like nervous and I don't know. And then he like asked me to put music on. He asked me to put like turn the lights out. And like, it was just like a lot of like setting the stage. It felt like. Jesus Christ. I don't want to say like a stereotypically sounds like a woman, but like put the music on. I mean, I like a good very light ambiance too. Yeah, me too. But like, like it was fine. Well, no, no, no. He like asked if we could turn off the big light and I was like, oh, here, I'll put on like the fairy lights. Okay. And then he, like, yeah, wanted me to put music on. And I was like, why? Like, can we just get to it? Like, I want you. Like, was your roommate home? Because I sometimes ask about that when I know they have roommates. Um, yes, she was home. But it was also, like, midnight. It was late. And, like, our walls aren't, like, super thin. It's not, like, a an apartment that really, like, leaks a lot of sound. So, like, I wasn't concerned about it. And, like, if I'm not concerned and it's, like, my roommate in my apartment, then, like, why should you be that concerned? Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, so it was weird, but we just like, we just slept because I guess... What? Wait, yeah, okay. Why'd so, you go from turning the lights down and sexy music's on, right? Yeah. Um. So it was weird. So we like set the stage fully. Like this is like a 20 minute process. Mm. And then finally, like we get to it and I'm like, do you have a condom? And he's like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay, I do. <laughs> <laughs> all women should have condoms all the time. And And now that I'm like, Thinking back, it, like, almost feels like he was trying to back out. Yeah. Um, but I was, like, oh, here, and I, like, give it to him, and he's, like, okay, just, like, give me a second. Like, I just, like, need a sec. Like, I, like, have the spins. Like, just give me a second. Like, I need some air. And I was, like, it's, like, we don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. Like, here, like, let's just, like, are you okay? Like, can I get you some water? Like, let's just, and he's, like, no, can we just, like, lay here for a bit? 
And he just like cuddled me and we ended up like falling asleep. Wow. That is like, I literally just lost my owner. Yeah. (laughs) That situation. And it was like weird because he's also like, he's 37. Yeah. And I'm 24. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I wasn't expecting a guy that much older to like get like pre-sex jitters. It sounded like Like he wanted to get himself crossed. Like who smokes a joint and has some wine right before, like, I mean, ask me for a drink when you go over to someone's place is like not so crazy, but you said you had cocktails before. We literally went to dinner and then got a round of drinks after dinner. Yeah. It sounds like you're the perfect amount of liquored up. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Very interesting. So this made you come to the conclusion. Okay. Wait, so that, that wasn't it. So, okay. So we did that. He slept over. We like cuddled all night and like, he was like, Oh, such a great big spoon, such a great small spoon, great cuddler all around. And then we wake up in the morning and I like needed to, I was working from home that day. So I like, I'm in my living room, like with my laptop and I like, I got out of bed and I was like, I'll be in the living room, like sleep till, you know, whatever. Um, and he gets out of bed and I'm like hopping on a conference call in like 10 minutes. So I'm like prepping for that. And he's like, okay, like I'll get out of your hair if you think you're going to be working for a while. And I was like, yeah, I really don't know how long it's going to be. And he's like, okay, I would have like stayed and we could go get breakfast, but I'll let you, I'll like leave you to it. And I was like, yeah. So, um, he like kissed me goodbye. And then we like kept texting and we went out to dinner like a week later. Um, but the dinner was weird and that was our third date. And I know we talked about this and like, I guess I agree with you that like for the first three dates, like everyone's just fucking around. Like third date and on is when you're like starting to consider like, okay, can I actually see this going somewhere with this person? If not, like, what are we doing? Like it's time to kind of evaluate. Um, but so we were at this dinner and like, it was, um, conversation got really like dark and abysmal. And he was like talking about how the apocalypse is coming in 20 years. Like not in those words. This is another date after this this is the third day yes yes okay um so this is dinner like a week later okay and yeah so he was like talking about like yeah just like really like dark depressing shit and like not even in like a crazy like man standing on 42nd street with a sign the way that r and j described it on our last episode um he was like telling me like all the scientific evidence and i was like great this is really pleasant dinner conversation and i kept like trying to change the subject Mm mm-hmm And he, like, just kept going on about it. And then towards the end of dinner, I was, like, honestly tired and tired of the conversation and, like, date in general. And I think he could tell I was, like, losing interest a bit. Um, But we left and, like, I stopped him outside of the restaurant and, like, kissed him. And, like, we had, like, a hot makeout. And then he walked me home and another hot makeout. And, like, I fully intended on seeing him again, Um, even if, like, that one date was a little weird. Yeah. But... It's been a full week now, maybe two weeks now. I feel like it's been a while because we did the episode last week. Oh, yeah. It's been two weeks. Okay, so it's been two weeks now and I have not heard from him. And granted, I have not reached out to him either because I don't see this going anywhere long term. But, I mean, I thought we had good chemistry and he seemed really into me up until then. So it's like, I'm just a little surprised, I guess, more than anything. Um, yeah, that I haven't heard from him at all and that we're not even acknowledging like, Hey, I don't see this going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. I think the third date 
is very pivotal in any sort of like just new romance because you really do think, okay, now this person's here and I need to kind of more commit to them. Yeah. And that's where I find a lot of like Tinder romances kind of level off. Fizzle out, yeah. Yeah, at the third date. And it's like, guys ending it with me, me ending it with guys. Because it's like, I don't want to go down the relationship path with you. I don't want you to meet my friends. Right. Like, think of the next steps after a third date. It's like, we can hang out with each other a lot alone, but eventually you're going to meet my friends. Maybe fourth date, maybe fifth date. Yeah. Because I do a lot of friendship. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone does a lot of friendship. And it's just more convenient to bundle that up together where it's like I'm just bringing the dude I'm dating or the girl I'm seeing and it was also weird because for that date that we like had dinner at I had actually initially proposed like the weather was really bad and like I was kind of tired and so I actually proposed for him to come over and I was like hey like I don't want to like jump the gun here but like if you want, like, let's skip dinner, just come over. We'll like have like a bottle of wine. We can like order food. Um, if you're hungry and like, we'll watch a movie or something. And like, this is me means. setting the stage for us to finally have sex. That means. <laughs> right. And he was like, he was like, yeah, sure. Whatever you want to do. Or we can grab some food and go for a walk in Prospect Park. Ew, that's so unsexy. At which point I like look out the window and I'm like, bro, it's fucking raining. <laughs> like what's wrong with you? But I text him back and I'm like, oh, haha, it's raining though. But yeah, we can do dinner if you want. Like he, I completely countered him with something different and he countered back with the original plan. And it was also, I don't know. It was that's just weird. I think maybe... He knew it wasn't going to go anywhere with you, and he didn't want to sleep with you, and then end it with you the next, like, the next, like, he knew it wasn't going to yeah. lead anywhere, and he didn't want to be a dick. And, Maybe, like, but he you. was really eager on making these plans. I think that that third date dinner was when things turned third date dinner. I think it was at that third date dinner that we realized that like maybe we don't have as much in common as we thought and Mm. like maybe we just have some differing opinions. Um, But like why not come over and fuck the... I don't know any straight guy who would say no to wine and a movie at a girl's place. Everyone knows what that fucking means. Right. As a girl I would like totally... Oh we all know. I would totally (laughs) go over like that sounds ideal and it's cheap and it's chic and it's right. fun yeah yeah and it's fucking raining and like, it's raining uh, even if we don't have sex like even if you don't want to like rush into sex like which by the way by a third date i don't think it's rushing anymore no but like even if you don't want to have sex like okay come over and we'll cuddle and it'll be cozy and it's raining out and it's just a nice thing to do yeah no you're not like that type of girl who's gonna force herself on him right or, and you were totally cool and chill the first time yeah. that he didn't want to have sex so right. i think it's maybe he didn't want to deny you twice out front yeah which or maybe he had a micro penis and he was afraid of showing it to me maybe we've been talking about micro penises a lot today yeah um Elle's roommate went home with a guy last night yeah who had a micro penis um so weird so weird I mean I've had I've had a micro penis in me I guess basically (laughs) you yourself have not had a micro penis no just to clarify literally yeah, the first part of this episode, it's me talking about getting boners and clearing pipes, and I don't have a micro penis. Okay. I don't have any sort of penis. Okay. I just resonate a lot with male analogies, right, right. like sexual comfort and discomfort. You do have pretty big dick energy, though. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've experienced a micro penis. Yeah. Um, luckily, I'm sorry. I 
was faded, so I was high and drunk. That wasn't so memorable, and I was the one who suggested having sex. So it was over before I even knew it started, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it happens. And I think we were talking about this because the guy left in a very weird way. Yeah, okay, so she said that she woke up this morning, and he was like, cl- okay, wait, so the three of us went out last night, me, B, and my roommate. We went to a bar and my roommate, M, saw this guy by himself and he was cute and she was like curious. So she went up and she sat at the bar next to him and started talking to him and they headed off like me and B ended up going to a different bar and then her and then M and the guy that she had met came and joined us at that second bar. So like from the time that she went over and started talking to him, like the two of them were like very cozied up together for the rest of the night. Yeah, he was super cute too. Yeah. Like very like, you know, into her. It yeah. was obvious. Oh yeah, absolutely. So then the two of them came home together and they like didn't have sex, but like he like went down on her and like treated her. And then he like stayed over to cuddle And which like she said that it was like hot in her room and honestly like she was kind of expecting him to leave. But he stayed, spent the night and then early in the morning climbs over her and she thinks and like starts getting dressed and she thinks he's just like putting on clothes to go to the bathroom. But he like puts on his socks and everything and like she's like half awake like she opens her eyes and they make eye contact and then she like puts her head back down and like closes her eyes like thinking, okay, he's just going to the bathroom and then he'll come back and get in bed. And he walks out and then she hears the apartment door slam. He just left. So weird. Just walked out. No goodbye. Well, I think like if you have a micro penis, it's a lot of one night stands for you. And you don't want to have a conversation of my dick is micro size. Oh, 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 yeah. And so the reason that she knows that he allegedly has a micro penis. Allegedly confirmed. Right. Confirmed, you're right. Um, was that like he was taking care of her, but she was like, I'll at least like cop a feel and see what's going on down there. And she <laughs> tried to, and she couldn't quite locate it. My favorite thing about that is like, I thought it was a third ball. <laughs> so that is no small dick. That is micro penis dick. Yeah. And I, I resonate with that. Unfortunately for her, it was actually her second micro penis yeah. of a life. And I think no one needs more than one experience of a micro penis. I don't think I've ever experienced one. No, you don't. But, like, I would you, know. You would know. Right. There's no thinking. There's right. no maybe. This guy has a dick that is micro sized. Right. It sucks. And I mean, I talked about this actually last week or this week's episode on You Up. It was a micro penis story. So it's a lot of micro penis energy going around lately. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> micro penis energy. That's <laughs> the new big dick energy. Yes. I love that. That's so funny. Oh my god. Is that uh, offensive? Uh, <laughs> any or is all it offensive of this to make eye contact and leave wordlessly of someone else's apartment after staying over? Yes. Then no, it's not offensive. <laughs> okay. Fair. Fair. Yeah. But yeah, and like they hadn't even exchanged phone numbers. It's so weird. So like he has, she's, they have no means of contacting each other. It's not like he could like leave and then text her and be like, hey, sorry, like wasn't feeling well. Like that's it. Yeah. And I, I, the more I think about it, the weirder it is because she said that he lived like two blocks away and this is like a local bar we all like met at. So he could have walked home in five minutes. Yeah. Instead, he decided to stay over at a stranger's house. Yeah. Who does that? And spend the night. 
and cuddle. Who doesn't prefer their own bed? Yeah. Maybe he was homeless. No. <laughs> he didn't have a big backpack. Not that big. But <laughs> <laughs> it was like a hipster. How big is too big? <laughs> well, I guess it's compensating. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it. <laughs> get here what were we talking about i don't know we probably should ask em if we could share the story before we publish this yeah we episode. should and we love you um uh, <laughs> oh yes maybe the guy i went out with didn't want to have sex because he had some penis anxiety yeah i guess i mean i'm not a dude so if that wasn't clear before <laughs> <laughs> the more you say it the more i'm curious i just in this whole now yeah size is very much tied to your masculinity and the way you view yourself right and i think big dick energy is 100 real i also think micro penis energy is 100 real yeah so but i do think every guy that every person i talk to who's experienced a micro penis they it's it wasn't obvious the dude had a micro penis like right. they definitely had a great personality was really attractive like they are like completely it sounds like i'm just talking about like, completely normal people <laughs> story to share okay. um, so that story is it a micro penis story it's not a micro penis story okay it's about this uh, we'll nickname him big dick energy dude because he was the dude Ugh. i talked about in the first story of this episode yeah. where yeah he was kind of a fuck boy and didn't text me back and i really realized how much so because the same week i went on another date with another dude and it was a hinge date and we met at a bar, and me and Elle were talking this week, and we're just, like, sick and tired of, like, <laughs> the drinking dates. I'm sorry. Yeah. What's so funny? I'm replaying that this is Elle. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of struggle to open the podcast today, so we're, like, extremely hungover. Yeah. And... We're, like, kind of dying inside. We did the opening at least seven times. Yeah. It was hard, but we got there. We got there. Yep. <laughs> so me and Elle were talking, and we're like, you know, fuck dinner and drink dates. Like, it's just tiring at this point, and I've actually defaulted into going to the same bars over and over again. Yeah. Because I know they have specials. I know the drinks are good. Right. And, and now You I'm know the even. atmosphere. We talked about, like, having, like, a an atmosphere that you can kind of control, like, being able to kind of, like, set, you know... Yeah, your comfort zone. And even if you like, I go to a new bar I picked out and I was really excited to go to. It doesn't still give me the same feeling of like it's just like a date after you, date. You get in this dating rut. Yeah, it was date after date. You're saying the same thing basically on every first date. You know what you do, where you're from, where you grew up, like all this boring shit that yeah. you have to go through that yeah. you talk about on a first date, and then you're just drinking and looking at each other. Yeah. And usually that was fine, but we were like sick of it, so we said a challenge to ourselves is to go an activity date yeah. as our next date. Right. So bearing that in mind, I think we talked about it literally the day before, and I had decided to go on a date with this guy, and I'm thinking, oh my god, it is December in New York City, where the fuck do you do yeah, for what activities? activities? Right. 
Um, so I landed on going to Barcade, which is, if you don't know, it's a bar and an arcade. Right. Classic, right? Uh, they have one in Philly. I went to the one in Philly, which is much nicer because rent is probably cheaper there. Probably. Much cheaper. Yeah. Uh, but this was a cool, we drank like beer and played two person games, did a lot of gun games. Um, yeah, it was fun. And I was like, very, I'm anti-gun and I am. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like I'm not. <laughs> But I love a good gun game. Okay. And it was so fun just to, even though we spent a lot of the time sitting and drinking at a, at the bar, we did have that moment of, like, just, you know, doing an activity together. Yeah, which is, like, something different. It just, like, breaks up the monotony of all of it. Yeah. Um, and we talked about this because last Sunday we were both feeling very much in a pit of despair about dating because... I mean, we've, you know, going through this, the cuffing season updates, and, like, we feel like we're on this timeline, which we created for ourselves. Yes. Literally dug our own graves. Um, It felt like a very, like, high-pressure situation. And, like, it's, like, we're going on all these dates, and, like, we're putting so much into them by thinking, okay, like, I'm going on this first date with the intention that I will hopefully be seeing this guy steadily for the rest of the season. Um. And that's like, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of like emotional energy and investment that you make into each date. Mm-hmm. And then when it doesn't pan out, like you just, you feel really drained and it yeah. like feels like you have to start from scratch and like you haven't accomplished much. And we were both feeling this like heavy last yeah. week. And that was when we decided that maybe we, maybe we say fuck cuffing season. Fuck cuffing season. And like fuck getting a boyfriend. I think at the beginning we both really wanted to be in long-term relationships for the winter and the coldness. And now that it's winter, it's December, I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. People are still going on dates. People are still hooking up. You don't need a boyfriend to survive the cuffing season. Fuck the cuffing season. And I googled on the activity dates. I literally read five pages of things to do in New York in the winter time, and there are a million things to do in New York in the winter time. So there's activities to do, and you know you don't have to be in a relationship to do them. Yeah, which I think is the bigger point of this. Yeah, and what I think also choosing the active activity date did first, as opposed to choosing a normal bar, which I would have done is that it upped the ante for the next date. And the guy was, like, kind of impressed, too, that I, like, chose, like, something that you can, like, do and yeah. drink at. So it was really cute because at the same time, I'm suggesting going to a, like, shuffleboard place with this big dick energy fuckboy. And then he's, like, not responding. And then, oh. or, like, barely responding. And, like, not even, I'm literally, I picked out the place. I was, like, just choose a date. And he just can't even give me a date. And then I mentioned, like, me and this guy had um, had drinks, played games, um, made out a little bit at the end of the date, which was super nice. And then, like, a day later, I texted him and said I had a nice time. And he's like, hey, I've actually been, like, thinking of you and thinking about what we should do on our next date. Aww. And he listed, like, three different, like, well-thought-out dates. Like, one of them was going ice skating. One of them was going to a comedy show. One of them was, like, going to dinner and then, oh. like, drinking, like, um, I don't know, like, whiskey out of flasks and watching a movie. Like, Aww. like really cute, well-thought-out things. Yeah. I'm like, here I am, obsessed over this big dick energy dude who can't even say Tuesday to me. Literally, right. two syllables. Right. One fucking word. He even say a date to me, and this guy is go, like thinking of all these creative ways. Yeah. And I think because I made the effort to make that first date different, he's making the effort. He's matching me to make the effort on the second date. Yeah. So, and it's also, I mean, it's just the fact that he's making any kind of effort, right? And it, like, I think it helps you recalibrate and remember like what you deserve. And 
hopefully that helps you realize that like big dick energy isn't worth your time. And like, it's, it's really, it's nice and it's refreshing to like, remember that like there are guys out there who are actually going to put the time in to try to like do something nice with you and have fun. Yeah. And I actually took a screenshot of both conversations and I put it on our Twitter and I was like, fuck boy versus nice dude. So you guys can all look at our Twitter and like see exactly what I'm saying, but it's crazy. And I don't think a lot of people or women get that stark contrast, but at this time I was texting them both at the same time that I really saw, okay, this is what a dude looks like when he's into you. This is what a dude looks like when he doesn't give a fuck about you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what though? I do think a lot of women see that. And I think a lot of women, are always chasing myself included are always chasing like the guy that they think is their perfect guy and like ignoring the guy who's the nice guy who treats them with respect and like actually wants to spend time with them and like gives even a semblance of a fuck about them you know so it's like we're always trying to trade up and it's like usually a person um a looks-based like analysis where like we're chasing like the really hot one and we're ghosting the one who cares but like the one who cares is probably the one that you should be putting your effort into. Yeah. And obviously, you know, personal attraction and whatnot matter. And sometimes you have a great attraction to somebody, but that doesn't mean that they're your soulmate. And just because you have an amazing first date with someone does not mean you're meant to be together. Yeah. Like people have great one-off experiences with each other and then it's done. And you shouldn't let that sully your experience just because it didn't end in marriage or a relationship. It just means like you had something that happened and, then you mutually or maybe not mutually decided not to work out. Right. It happens. And like most importantly for me was like sitting down last week when I was in that like downward spiral and realizing that like I'm letting bad dates affect or like, you know, a guy not answering me affect like my own like self-worth and like how I view myself. And I'm like viewing them as failures on my part. And like when I stopped and I realized that it like totally made me rethink everything and like, I realized that, like, a bad date doesn't mean that, like, I'm a shitty person. Yeah, fuck that noise, honestly. And, like, this is, and it's part of the reason why, like, cuffing season and, like, looking for a significant other is flawed, you know, in, in all because of how it, like, makes you feel about yourself. And I think, like, taking some of the pressure off of that and, like, remembering that, like, whatever, you know, it doesn't have to end in a relationship can help ease some of that. So, Al, are you no longer looking for a boyfriend then? No, cuffing season's <laughs> over. We're both done. We're like, fuck it, we're single now. Cuffing season's canceled. <laughs> Nine seasons of being single. Yeah. I um, actually have been going on dates with this one guy who's been into me for, like, two plus years. Um, and I finally, like, I always told him that, like, we couldn't go out because we're actually like colleagues and he finally kind of wore me down slash I wore myself down in like chasing after the hot guys and decided I would let him take me out. So we went on a date, um, a few weeks ago and he actually took me to the velvet underground exhibit in like West village area. Um, cause I'm a huge velvet underground fan and we did that and we had dinner and drinks after and it was an amazing time. And then This past week, we um, went to dinner and then we went to a bar nearby and played skee-ball and like that was super fun. That was your activity date? That was, that was my activity date. So I don't know, like taking the pressure off of it, like now I'm just like having fun with it and it's nice. Um, and I don't, I'm still like playing that, like, I'm still like, I don't know, in my head, like, oh, he's not hot enough for me, but like, 
I know he's a good guy and I know he cares about me. So I don't know. I'll slow roll that one and see where it goes. Yeah, see where it goes. I also think uh, what's fucked me up this week was we both watched the Swipe documentary. Yeah. So that I'll fucked me up hard. That fucked me up for like literally, it still fucked me up. I'm still fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So. If you don't know, it's a documentary on HBO about online dating. Elle actually is the one who told me to watch it. Yeah. And I watched it that night that you told me because yep. I was between shows. I watched it that night too. Yeah. <laughs> like so, as soon as I, as soon as it was over, I texted it to you and then you like watched it right away. Yeah, I did. So it's called Swiped, um, dating in the online generation or something no, like that. Yeah. But it's on HBO um, and it's like really good, but like also semi-depressing it's it's depressing it's dark but it's also real and like if you like statistics uh it has a lot of dating statistics and also they interview a ton of founders of like hinge uh uh, Bumble, Tinder, OkCupid, and you get to hear kind of the founders of each app and kind of how they're different. But also the whole point is that they're not different. And one of my favorite quotes from that was like, any app could be a dating app. Literally, I said that first. That was a tweet of mine like eight months. Oh, you know what it was? Okay. Yes, I tweeted that like eight months ago, probably. And they took your tweet and they put it in the documentary. And they did. They did. <laughs> the tweet was, any app can be a dating app if you put your mind to it. And it's dot, true. dot, dot, except Bumble. It's, uh, yeah. Except <laughs> <laughs> Bumble. Um, it, yeah, I really loved it because it talked to a lot of different people who were single and also like, why are you using the app? And there was like uh, this black girl who lived in a very white community who used it to meet new people. And she was felt very like ostracized at a young age and found like she wasn't very, like no one wanted to date her um, and takes her take on it. Uh, they talk about people who men became in a relationship and then uh, how that relationship changed through meeting on Tinder and like how long it goes actually. Oh my God. Yeah. So there's this one couple that yes. they follow and like, I don't want to ruin it with saying what happens to them. So okay. Say. You're right. That's a spoiler. Okay. So it follows a couple and like their online dating journey right. and how they both met and they're both active you know, app right. users and how that relationship develops after you become kind of boyfriend, girlfriend. And it's like, okay, now what? I give up this massive part of my life. And it's to the point where a lot of things we said and experienced, I guess were validated in this documentary for, yeah. for worse or for better. Yeah. Um, one of the, also the things uh, the Hinge co-founder said was uh, most women on dating apps to find a relationship or find a boyfriend and most men are on dating apps to find a hookup. So yeah. like knowing that it really changes the way you use these apps and you think about the process. And really, I think that's completely true. And it, like Hinge is supposed to be a relationship, quote unquote, on relationship app. Yeah. They then sharing that information is like they've done the studies this is what it's showing. Yeah, and these, I mean, these dating apps, like, they're not guessing. They have a tremendous amount of data. I mean, just in your swiping, like, you're giving them all of this data. So, like, collating all of that, like, they have a tremendous amount of information about, like, what the dating community is doing at large. So, when they say that women are looking for relationships and men are looking for hookups, like, that's a verified fact. Yeah, and it's fucking valid, and I think it's true. Yeah. And it's, from what I experience, it's really true. Yeah. Maybe that changes, and maybe some, not all men, you know, not all women. Right. And also what really shook me was the girl, the single girl who 
use Tinder and she's like, yeah, Tinder's been totally fine for me, but also I mainly use it for hookups. So of course yeah. it would be fine for her, right. you know, but it's like, it's like, it's good when you, if you're using it for what you want it to be, you know, said. Right. And like, it, it really, I mean, I mean, if you're using Tinder for hookups, then that's the right app for right. you. But using it for anything else is kind of an uphill battle. And, right. You know, Big Dick Energy Fuckboy was actually, I would match on Tinder. So, mm. Maybe what I mistook is like, you know, physical connection. Maybe he was just like looking to smash. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. You literally have found your main, except <laughs> you got to actually sleep with yours. Yeah, I don't regret that. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, what was your favorite part of the documentary? Oh, so my favorite part is actually when they um, when they interviewed the like CEO founder of uh, Tinder. And they asked, like, why did you create Tinder? And his response was that was not like, oh, we were looking to, like, help people find love or whatever. His response was we were looking to shake up the market. So it was just, like, an idea that they had that, like, you know, what could they do to introduce, like, some kind of change and some kind of shakeup that would be a successful app. Yeah, like, what market was untapped in the internet app age? And exactly. It was exactly. So, like, you know, so when you're like, oh, these people have the best intentions in mind and, like, they really want to help you find love, like, that's not the case. No. And, like, everything that they do, I mean, they talk about, like, gamification, which is, like, um, which is turning any kind of usual activity into a game. And that's, like, literally what Tinder is and that it, like, it makes you swipe more because you're playing the game. You're not like actually just using Tinder to find matches. You're using it because it's fun and it's like addictive. And it's like getting a match is a very like visceral experience and visually stimulating things pop up. It's like your phone makes a noise. Like we were, I was playing music on your Bluetooth yesterday and their Tinder match noise came up and like your roommate was like, Oh, it's a match. Like you know that tone. Anyone who's used Tinder knows it. you feel like you just won something. Yes. You may never meet that person in real life ever. Yeah. Which is the likely case, but you still feel like you won something because they matched with you. Exactly. And it's like also like the amount of matches that you get in no way correlates to how many dates you go on. Okay, wait, maybe it slightly correlates, but like, yeah, I mean, of course there's like a correlation, but like, you're not going to go on dates with the vast majority of those people. So it's just like, yeah, it, it just turns into like a pastime. The psychology behind it was super interesting. And I, anyone who's ever used a dating app and who wants to understand it should definitely watch this documentary. We're not sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> we just love it. We're not. We're just obsessed. Yeah. And it's like, I think obviously we, we run a dating sex millennial podcast. Of course, we would love that documentary. Yeah. But it's also like if you're feeling like you're not making a lot of progress you're not finding people like I think it's helpful to watch that to just like reset your expectations yes and like give you a peek behind the curtain of like why things are this way and that it's not anything that you're doing or failing to do necessarily that it's just the system it's the way that it's built and it's how it's meant to be really yeah using those apps so uh I think moving forward on this coming season just 
thinking about the documentary and also going on you know, getting another fuckboy. It's been a while since I experienced a fuckboy and been digmatized. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of ready to say goodbye to cuffing season and just go back to our normal sort of dating. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm, I'm totally fine to experiment on, you know, different apps and try, like, I think us reshaking our dating life as well with the activity dates. You know? Yeah, switch things up yeah. and have fun with it. Keep it light because all of this cuffing season pressure is just too much. It's too I'm, much. I'm I'm it. It. It's done. Coming season's canceled. You've heard it here first on Not Your Girlfriend's podcast. Tell all your friends. We're not doing this next year. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's over. Um, and so is the episode. Yep. But keep dating. Have fun. Yeah. Um, check us out on notyourgirlfriendspodcast.com. Um, subscribe to us. We want to see your numbers. We want to hear from you and you know, write in. And also support us on Patreon if you can. It's like a cup of coffee to support us every month. And you get totally amazing exclusive content. So, yeah. And I'm really excited for us to also do a cocktail hour and yeah. kind of a more chillaxed version of us. Though right now I can never think about drinking alcohol again. That's yeah. how... Hungover I am right now. I need a detox. Yeah, but once we're done detoxing for like two or three days, we're gonna come out with a cocktail episode next week or this week, whatever. Sometime in the foreseeable future. Yeah, so, and that's only exclusive if you actually subscribe to us on Patreon and you get access to that. So, yeah, so keep listening, guys. Keep listening. All right, bye. Bye.